We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. Join us for this episode is Otto Edo, current talent coach for Borussia Dortmund. He was also recently the head coach of Ghana in the World Cup. Phenomenal background, former player with Dortmund, Hanover, Hamburg and Ghana. This was an interview we did with APFA. We also covered some analysis topics regarding the World Cup. The full webinar is available on APFA.io. The second part of the webinar was questions regarding individual player development. And that is this part of the interview. We talk about the development pathway at Dortmund, Haaland, parents, Jude Bellingham, and advice for coaches as they navigate through individual player development at youth levels. Phenomenal insight from Otto Edo. You're going to love this here. Let me know what you think. MSC Education on Instagram. Before we start, we've got tons of new content over on modernsoccercoach.com slash shop. We've got some free giveaways in terms of PDFs and tactical templates. We also have new webinars and we also have new content every week on the YouTube page. Modern Soccer Coach on YouTube, please check it out. Thanks so much for the support. Here is Otto. Enjoy. Otto, Edo, we're so excited uh, to have you on today. Welcome. Thank you, thank you very much for the for the invitation. Let's talk uh, development and and move over to that side of the game and and obviously your your current role with Borussia Dortmund and and I read some interviews and some quotes that you that you've had and you've talked about your role and one thing was uh, playing time, the importance of playing time in the development of the player and I know a lot of teams struggle with getting those you know that you you hear about the Chelsea academies and the Man Cities and young players, getting them in and, and balancing winning the games with giving someone opportunities. How does your club, uh, Dortmund, balance that, putting the player in, getting the player ready? Yeah, I think if you if you see the last, yeah, I don't know, 10, 20 years, um, I think it's very, very obvious that we, we are a club um, who's willing to give young players a chance. If we are convinced that he has the um yeah he has the strength of playing in, in 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 our team then we will give him a chance we don't really care about the age so we have players um having their f- debut with 17 16 18 19 and um but we we are really convinced about these players we have a very very good scouting department who is looking for young players at this age um all over the world and this is what we we are living from also because surely at the end also a business model um we we have sold a lot of players for for a lot of money and um yeah we're pretty good in this and uh, but like i said at the end um, if we believe in a player and young player we will give him a chance and um this is part of our strategy to 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 make players big um yeah it's it's a little bit of a pity that sometimes we have to we will lose them um, 
but um, surely we can't compete with big big clubs like I don't know um, we don't have the money like Man United or Man City or or, or, or Chelsea um, surely they, they they have more money than us and uh, we try to to do the best out of it and that's what we're doing fantastic uh, you, can you talk a little bit about the, the process of video analysis with individual players in the meeting is it in terms of is it IDP related is it uh, recent games and, and how is that how often are those conversations happening with the player around the video um every week so it's all about the recent games but if we have the time especially with the younger ones we have time sometimes to to show them um like um positional videos and best of videos from from their positions so we what we do we have a huge library of uh, videos um from first team players all over the world and um, we, we we save them if we have actions where there are good runs or good positions good uh, body positions with good turns we show them to the players and we try to yeah, infiltrate it into their heads so that they can um, be influenced by it and they can think about it for for us it's, it's very very important for um for us that every player uh, understands um the opportunities on his positions um, if he sees it on the video, um, and this is the, like the best case scenario, it's like I show videos of, especially of recent games, and the player tells me what he did wrong and what he did well. And if he understands this, then the next step is to transform it on the pitch, to work on, with the players on the pitch um, and with that. Um, so we do it parallel, actually. And um, um, so, but if I see that a player can, um, let's say, like, um, I, I stopped working with Jude Bellingham um, this season, but the, the, the season before I worked with him every, after every match, um, we had video analysis of his matches. So I took like the 10, 12, in my view, most important things out. Um, and these actually were mostly off the, off the ball, off the ball uh, things like positions, like runs, like run possibilities or closing gap possibilities. Um, um, or, or, or yeah, transitions um, whatsoever. Surely the ball at a certain point of, t of time, the ball gets also in, in it. And for us, it's to, to find good scenes and bad scenes. And um, if he himself, so at the end, it was like, I didn't say anything. He knew already what was going to happen in this that scene. Um, he knew what he could have done better and um, um, where the solutions were. And so for me, he was like the perfect example of a player. And um, yeah, you could see he's ready. There was not much I could give to him. And this is, I think, the, the, the perfect scenario is when the player in, improves himself so much that he, that he doesn't need me um, to, 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 to judge on his playing. Um, and yeah, this is the, the aim we're looking on. We're starting from the with individual video analysis with uh, under-17s. Um, and... Um, um, yeah, the, uh, the the best players of under seventeen, under nineteen, under twenty three get um, get the chance to 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 work with me and um, and um, like I said, the aim is that at the end they they see everything themselves. They, they can analyze them themselves and that they don't need me. Are they introduced to video analysis at a stage in the academy before they get to you? Is there a is there a certain age that 
Dortmund look to introduce to that? Um, yeah, we have um, a lot of um, coaches, in, in, I think starting from under 15, um, where we use individual analysis for the team. But we have a lot of um, ambitious coaches, um, second coaches, who also work individually with players and sometimes or take a group, like let's say the defenders or the, the strikers, and show them video clips. So they're familiar with, with, the, with that. You mentioned there about Bellingham and how great that was, that you're almost redundant. Uh, for, for players that are the other way, that are a little bit quieter or maybe a bit more or less confident when they're in front of the video, and what are some ways that you think a coach can kind of get the player to speak a little bit more or engage a little bit more in video? Yeah, I think it's it's surely to, to ask questions. Like, um, first of all, like, okay, what do you see? Do you see anything? I mean, if, if I show him something, there should be something. And if he doesn't see anything, it's not that good. But most of them, they'll, they'll see something and say, okay, maybe I could have, uh, the distance, distance for me to attack this player was a little bit wide. So um, I had had to take a, a better position uh, um, earlier. Uh, and then to be in a better, better pressing moment, okay. And then we, I asked, okay, but if, if not, what, what you could have done now? And what is the situation? Oh, and then maybe they will, they will say like, okay, I, sh- I should have watched um, um, or should have shown a little bit more awareness about the situation that I'm that they are two and I'm one. So I'm um, um, I'm uh, um, I'm not in a, an equal situation. So in this situation, we surely have the principle to step back, to wait for help, and to 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 fall fall behind instead of pressing. So for us, it's it's very, very important to for them to to realize in what situation they are. Is it an overload or an underload? Uh, can I press now? Um, where are my teammates? Where are the others? Um, where's the danger zone? And what uh, um, space should I have to cover? And um, yeah, it's very, very important for for us that they they see it and they and they can judge it within seconds or not even seconds. And um, this is the difficult part. And uh, for us, it starts there. And um, like I said, um, then we try to uh, create training uh, methods and uh, positional training where they get to ex- this exact same situation um, a lot of time so that they yeah, automize um, a behavior that will uh, let them um, do the right decision at this situation. I, I want to pull up a quote uh, that, you, that you had about about uh, about Haaland and, and talk about the mentality piece with development. What makes him so special is how he thinks. He's always willing to do more than everyone else. Uh, very good mindset of work. Always wants to score. I mean, th- this is on, on the world stage at the minute and, and everyone's watching this player and being amazed by this mentality piece is something that even at that level, we've, we've not seen a lot of. Um, how much of this is... Can you can you impact in an environment, and and how much of it is natural? Um, I think at the stage where the players come to us, um, the impact we can have on the on the behavior of players is very very little. So I think for me, in my eyes, the the most important coaches are those who are like um, I don't know from under. Nine tenths to under fifteens, because there you can you can also help to shape the player, 
and the way you train and the, what responsibility you give him can, can, I think, can, can shape him. But surely also his, his, his family background. Um, but uh, Haaland, Erling was a player who, I mean, he's never really satisfied. He, he, can, he can win 4-1 in the training and score all the four goals and still not be happy because he also missed three chances. And this is what's been great. Um, where others would be celebrating them, themselves because they four, scored four goals in a training session. So, um, and, um, but what we can do is surely we can use them as an example. We have training um, videos uh, where, like I said, he, he, he wins the game, but he's not, he goes off the pitch angry. And, and it's so good to, to show these scenes or these clips to, to young strikers, or to young players, um, to... Um, yeah, so that hopefully they get inspired by him, um, having this this kind of mentality, being a player at, at Borussia Dortmund, scoring, but but and but and scoring even at the training sessions, but still want more. So this is the the kind of mentality mentality every um, coach wants to have in his team. He's a very hard player again for an observer to analyze because. The physical traits stand out. The mental, psychological traits stand out. And sometimes I think you can overlook technically how good his finishing is. And one thing that, again, that quote says, after training in the gym, he's always willing to do more. How much of his game was built in add-ons and doing a little bit extra in those positional sessions? Um, yeah, I think he's, I mean, like you said, he, he always wanted to do more. And um, he's a left-footed player, and so what he did in Dortmund was, uh, when the coach was talking about uh, with him about, the, especially after the first season when he scored a lot of goals with the left foot, he said, "Okay, so what can we do?" And, he, and then Haaland himself said, "Yeah, I think maybe I have to work also more on the right foot." And so he, after every training, he worked. He worked. Um, and those time, Aiden Tedes was the assistant coach, so Aiden gave him a lot of crosses for his for his head because we 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 analyzed that. I think there was one goal with the head. So we trained this a lot. And um, also um, um, on, his, on his right foot. So we had a lot of finishes uh, with his right foot um, out of uh, positions where he think, where we thought he will, he will get in, in our, our style of play in the game. And um, so he had a lot of finishes with the right after every, uh, not every, but especially the training session, which were in midweek, um, um, like Wednesdays, uh, Thursdays, um, especially when we played on Sundays, um, he he will work like twenty minutes, thirty minutes extra, and he's on his weaknesses uh, to improve. And I think um, that that helped him a lot um, in the future to score. Now, even when I see Benzema uh, to score with his head and also with his right foot, uh, a lot of goals. Back back to the reality of you know Holland is like I said one of one of the best players in the world at the minute. A lot of coaches are dealing with players who have, you know, smaller strengths, greater weaknesses, and, and getting that balance right. How would you recommend that a youth coach get the balance right between focus on strengths versus trying to improve weaknesses? Um, I think the strength, what I figured out, um, is, 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 is a part where, I mean, where the player already likes to work on. No, like if somebody's a good goal scorer, he will always like to shoot on goals. Even after the training, he will try to get some balls, uh, uh, some balls to shoot on the goal. So, I don't think this is 
like too much of a part you should push a player into because he, he's he's willing to work on it uh, on his own. But this, but the weaknesses maybe a little bit more because um, um, yeah they are weak in that in that uh, thing because they don't like to work on it and they don't they don't do it. That's that's the reason why. So we have to try I think and push them a little bit more on the weaknesses. Um, and um, make it also a weapon. And, um, um, but surely you have to have the right balance, especially at the young age. Um, for me, um, as long as the action works, um, uh, it's good. You know, and, and if somebody is a left footer and he does everything with the left foot, um, I would like to break him too much. And the thing he's doing is working. Um, um, I wouldn't like to change too much. Too much. So it's 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 very, very important, I think, as a coach, to give um, the the players uh, the space. So if you have a training session from uh, uh, let's say ninety minutes, and and if I would be a youth coach, I would let them play at least thirty minutes for them own without me talking to them at all and just trying to um, let them let them be creative and um, organize themselves and. Uh, defend themselves, organize their defense themselves, and, and let them be creative up front. But maybe the first hour in the training, you can, tr yeah, try and work on some principle, on on technique, on 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 um, recognition of of uh, of situations, of spaces, of 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 timing. Um, and but at the end, um, it's it's about also to for them to to discover it themselves. Um, um, and because um, if they discover it themselves. It, I think it stacks more than if there's somebody telling you what to do all the time, and um, yeah, I think the best the best players they they discovered um, um, uh, defensive actions and offensive actions themselves, and, and that's why they are so good in it. And we have to try and help them, but like I said, we have to have the right balance to 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 yeah, leave them free to 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 work on them uh, on it themselves. Mm. Very interesting that that giving them space is is a really interesting concept because a, a lot of people generally is more coaching equals more contact equals more structure uh, and and sometimes you can make it work. Has that been has that been drawn from your experience at the top level that players have to have a level of independence and responsibility for their own game? Um, I think it also depends on on, on the position. But um, in, in general, I would say yes. Um, um, the, the most creative players we have, they they learn a lot of, of things. Yeah, to be honest, like on the streets more than from the, from other coaches, and um, so and they they're doing things that you can't you can't train. Um, um, we had so many nice goals where and um, or things where they 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 use their eye contact and to know what the other player wants, and um, we have so highly. Uh, football intelligence uh, players in, in, in a squad recently, yes, uh, which was really um, uh, impressive, where I also learned a lot from the players. How much has football, have footballers changed, you know, since, uh, since you were a, a pro and, and you played at the highest level? Have you seen a change with pressure, social media, society, you know, are they generally similar to where, when you were playing? Yeah, surely not, surely not. Um, so social media and um, um, yeah, the society, everything has changed. I mean, um, those days where I, when I was a player, we didn't have this. Um, so it's it's 
on on the other hand it was good but um on the other hand we have to take the the word out of this um right now i think it's faster you get a lot of information you get the information very very fast whenever i was looking for something i have to go i had to go to the library to get me a book or something and nowadays you can just go on your mobile phone and just google it and the answer will come so um it's uh, the, the the society has changed a lot um, the way uh, children grow up and we surely have to adapt to this um, but it's also good, I think, to have some old school thinking, let me uh, say, and um, because surely it's at the end, it's still a, it's a tough world. And so um, I think it's important for, for children to also to get through um, tough situation for them to grow. And if you if if and we yeah, tend to help them a little bit too much um, giving them everything, giving them the solution. Um, 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 too too early and too much. Uh, I think it's not that good. So it's it's good for them to discover themselves, to 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 find out solution themselves, and we just try to help them a little bit here and there. And we don't um, always have to do everything for them and give them the answers and and do do a lot of for them. This is a, it's a problem. Um, I think um, in today's. Um, time, but it's not actually it's not the, the problem from the from. Uh, which is created by by the by the kids, even though we we say it's the, what they, what are they doing and this that, but it's it's the, it's surely it's the parents, it's it's us um, who need to, I think, um, stick a little bit more to the to the older days um, and let our kids do a little bit more, give them more responsibility, um, to also give them the space to make mistakes because that's how they grow. Um, and, and, and sometimes I think we're a little bit too protective um, with, our, with our children. And um, this, I think, is not good for them, for their development. Do you, how do you manage par our parents? You know, is, it, is that a challenge at your level at the club? And, and is there a deliberate attempt to keep independence or, or involve them? Or how do you navigate through that? Yeah, it's very, very difficult, especially for me because I'm working on the club side. Um, um, so for me to to give advice to the parents sometimes could be seen as not really objective. Um, so it's, it's difficult, but surely we we try to, um, yeah, um, to point out the importance of of school, because at the end of the day, it's just a small percentage which make it to the first team. Um, it's it's difficult because they already earn um, in a young age a lot of money, and but surely our our uh, responsibility is also to to um, also show the, the worst case scenarios and for them to to yeah to give them the chance to prepare for both uh, possibilities. So you could be a, a professional player at the end of the day, but if not, also there should be a plan B. Um, and last one for you. How was the experience with Jurgen Klopp uh, from an individual standpoint, and and kind of that balance between team team and individual development? How did how did you enjoy that? Um, yeah, Jurgen was was different coach at that time from what I had experienced. Um, um, yeah, I mean he had a lot of passions for the game. Um, he was very very tactical. Um, especially on defensive tactical, and he was demanding a lot from from us players. So um, it was different, but um, um, and it was 
also different because he was a, as a he was a cool guy. He was he was our coach, but at the end also he was one of us. So it was so different, and I was um, used to the coach being, I mean, like really separate from the team and uh, being different and um, having this um, this thinking of like, I mean, especially also outside the pitch, he's the boss and we are the, the players and we have to do what he tells us. And Jürgen was different, and um, especially off the pitch, he was like one of us. And but on the pitch, um, he was very strict. He was demanding a lot. Especially on the de defensive um, um, side of the game, and um, I'm talking about a lot of tactical things which I before didn't hear about. And the, the good thing with him was he he gave um, he asked questions, but also gave reasons why. And this was different from the the coaches or the older coaches where where I used to play because they just tell you what to do. And um, but the why was so important for 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 not only for me for all the players. To, to understand what he wanted from us. And um, yeah, so um, I'm very, very happy to see him now as one of the successful um, uh, coaches on the planet. And um, yeah, there's, I think there's more to come from him. Fantastic, fantastic. And then one more for you, if, if it's okay. Uh, you mentioned there about Dortmund being, you know, quite aggressive when, when the players are ready to go, they go and they put them in the team. But I can imagine, uh, and Brogan Sanders has asked the question about there must be tons or not tons but there must be quite a few players who are you know the youth team and, and thriving and doing really well how, how do you know that they're ready to make that jump um um actually surely we have um criterias um for for each positions um and um we are looking at these criterias so um if you have your your criteria for your for your club, and and you have let's say positional criteria. If you have somebody where you see he's always positioned where he's he's um, have a good uh, uh, position, he's good awareness um, where he needs to stand and how the player uh, the play could continue, and you, we see that it's easy for him. We surely want to him to have a challenge, so we push him one team up, and if. He's doing it well in the under nine teams, and um, we, he has the, um, the the physical um, um, the physical uh, the physicality to to compare with with adults. Then we push him up to the under twenty threes or to the to the first team. And when he does well there, he, he will get the chance. And we always make sure that we get coaches who are willing to give young players a chance because this is also um, also in our DNA. Um, to, to develop young players through giving them um, playing time. And when we push players up to the first team, um, um, we, we surely make sure that um, um, they will get a chance. Fantastic. Fantastic. Otto, thank you so much. Uh, this has been amazing. Uh, just phenomenal to hear the insights and, and the experiences. Um, different sides, obviously the individual development side and then the, the head coaching side. Last one for you. What would be a piece of advice you would give coaches who are ambitious to, to kind of follow in, in each of those paths? Um, um, yeah, what, 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 what I can say is um, it's, I think, uh, one thing is to, to, to go out um, to different countries and observe and, um, and learn. 
Um, and because um, this was my experience um, when I got out of Germany, I learned so much and I was in Denmark for some time. I learned so much in Denmark. Um, but also I've been going to Ghana a lot of times, to Africa. Um, I learned so many things there. And um, so it's very, very important to, to have an open mind, to be able to, to go out and, and, and learn and watch, observe. And then surely to, to, to put the player first. Um, 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 and I know as a player, you always have to adapt to the coach, but um, um, it's, it's really good for, for a coach to adapt also to players. To And sometimes it's not comfortable because players are not always comfortable. But if they're not comfortable to you, um, um, or let's say the other way around, those players who are uncomfortable to you, they will surely be uncomfortable to the opponent. So I think they are very, very interesting players and we have to find a way to integrate them and to help them. And um, yeah, this is my advice. Brilliant. I love that. If they're uncomfortable to you, they're uncomfortable to your opponents. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough for jumping on. And I, I appreciate all the insight and, and the perspective. And I hope you have a great holiday, uh, vacation, and um, and wish you all the best in the future. And thank you again. Thank you also very much. Um, like I said, I've been listening to your podcast for, for, for quite a time and uh, I like listening to podcasts when I'm in my car and uh, I, I learned also a lot from, from your um, uh, podcast, uh, really, really interesting guests and uh, yeah, so yeah, keep it up and um, um, I'll be in future always uh, also be, be listening to your podcast. Brilliant. Wow. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kernine on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.